Thank you so much for joining us for the Northgate Review Podcast, where we take a look at the sermons that were given on a Sunday, and we break them down in a little bit different way. We are excited to be kicking off our new year with a brand new series. We're talking about killing the spider and how it relates to different things in our lives that we need to take control of. So buckle up. Here we go. First podcast of the new year. Are we, you've been recording. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not going to put any of that in there. Okay. <laughs> uh, First one. Hey, welcome. Welcome back, friends. We took a little little vacation. Ayo. Holidays. New year. New year, new Ba-doo. me. <laughs> Where's my saxophone? What's the new song going to be? The opening song, the intro to the podcast. <laughs> that sounds nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> Should I try now? <laughs> yeah, go get the go get the trumpet. <laughs> yeah, thanks <laughs> thanks for coming back. We we took a little break for Christmas. We had a very busy Christmas here around Northgate. So we are starting off this new year right with a new series. We're starting a conversation about killing the spider. By the way, maybe it'll make people look back at some of the other podcasts. Did we ever get any crazy elf on the shelf pictures? No, no one emailed me about their elf on the shelf ideas. Does anyone know your email? I think I say it in here every week. <laughs> Go ahead and say it. My, well, I always give the email updates at ingate.org. Okay, that's where they got to send it? Yeah, or you could send it to my personal one, john at ingate.org. It's too late probably now. I mean, who's going to bust that bad boy out for yeah. a picture? Yeah, mm. I, no one mm. wants to. I don't want your elf on the shelf mm. pictures now. You missed your opportunity. Have you decided that if, what new tick you're going to have for this year? Those I, I am seeing quite a few people now that are listening to the podcast. They're dropping a little so good. Are they? I even saw one on uh, the good old social media world here this last week. Yeah. They gave a little got to give it a so good stamp. Like Ooh. it's a stamp of approval. Was it the Instagrams or the Facebooks? I think it was the face in the book. Oof. Yeah. I had someone uh, refer to you as PLD the other day, and I knew that we're doing the Lord's work. I had work. someone turn around and come back and be like, hey, PLD. And I was like, come on. Stop. Hey. Hey. Okay. So, so new, good. It, so good. Done. I'm done with so good. You know I, where I'm at now? You you ruined it and made it made it a, a tick when it's not. I should be able to say so good to something if I, I think that it is. But so I good. specifically told you that's what I was gonna do. I think you just now it you're works. just gonna ruin things that I. All right, here's I my new one, it. and I've been doing it. I don't know if you've picked up on it yet. Come on. I actually said that while leading worship away from the <laughs> microphone yesterday. <laughs> I started it on Christmas I, Eve. It was on not. I today. started on Christmas Eve on purpose, and I've been saying it in a bunch of conversation. Come on. Come on. I was I was playing not Let's today. Rachel was singing, and I just backed. Up. I said, "Come on, <laughs> dude, it's gonna work." A little All right, we got so good, and come on. I'll and think I, of one. You know what I've gotten rid of? <clears throat> no. Tell me when you heard it last. Uh, yesterday, nope. while you're talking. No, you, you did can't not. help it. That's... You did not hear oh, it. Oh, I heard. Oh, it. I know you didn't. Let's go to the tapes. All right, bring it on. <laughs> Hey, next week we will give the answer. <laughs> Let's make a <clears throat> jar for every time you do that. You have to put a dollar or a buckarino if you were listening to. <laughs> no, a buckazoid. That's what Steve you heard, Carter come said. On. You heard come on way more. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Maybe you're just saying come on when you do. <clears throat> like, come on. And it's like a. <laughs> no, no. It's a misleading. All right. Anyway, sorry. Onward. Uh, you guys have probably stopped listening or trying to figure out how far to fast forward to get to Onward contents. and upward. Here we go. <laughs> Kill the spider. Uh, Larry started off this conversation of Kill the Spider. We're referencing uh, the seven deadly sins for the next few weeks, or, or most of them, some of them. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're having a conversation around these these spiders in our lives that we're trying to exterminate in this new year. Started off right. So you started off the conversation with pride. Yeah. And if you missed that message, go check it out at our YouTube channel. It's up there. The playlist has just been created. You can find it in our app under the media tab under current series. You can also find it on YouTube by just searching Kill the Spider, Northgate Christian Fellowship, any of those things. Uh, Because today we're not going to talk a lot about what you talked about. Yesterday, we're we can, gonna we can talk a teensy bit, a teensy bit, but you've got way more yeah. content. We got to dive into even more. Well, depth. I think I even mentioned that as such a difficult topic to yeah. talk about in twenty five minutes. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about that for a couple of weeks. Probably. So much has been in, said in on different it. areas mm-hmm. of our life, or how it manifests and how it comes yeah. out, and you know, maybe some of the things that we don't even realize the 
Yeah. You, one yeah. of my, one of my favorite moments from yesterday or I don't know if it was really the favorite, but I was like really struggling trying to tell if anything I was saying was actually connecting with people because of reaction I was getting. And I think most of the reaction was cause it was like everyone going, Oh, this is so uncomfortable. Yeah. But I so need to hear this and we still need to have a conversation, which is why I tried to really blow myself up and be like, Hey, we're sharing. Even I'm in my you. own attempts in my, and even in the last few years when I've tried to address pride in my own life, <laughs> I've tried to be the big boy and say like, I want to get, I don't want to be proud. And I'd ask people in my life just to say like, Hey, show me some blind spots. And even when they would answer me and I'm like trying to get rid of pride, I'm like, no, you're wrong. No, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Defensive. I know I asked you. Justifying. But you're just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not exactly right. Let's well, go now you're hurting my feelings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough thing. The other, the other um, part um, that I thought was really interesting, I made a comment of when was the last time you went up to your employer or your boss after you got paid, knocked on their door and said, hey, thanks for the paycheck means a lot family's thankful yeah really appreciate you like the looks on people's face when i said that i am doing a job that is no, their was duty like, to pay it, me it literally was like people went uh what do you what are you saying to you? oh i don't who does that by the way larry thanks for uh thanks for the paycheck my mm-hmm. family's grateful <laughs> come on <laughs> So yeah, you you uh, you did a good job breaking down uh, different ways we can recognize pride in our life, and you went through all these different areas. You were brutally honest, maybe a little too honest with us about ways <laughs> that pride is in your own life by explaining how you throw out your daughter's artwork. Oh come on, that was really <laughs> like for the deeper laugh, and everyone has done that. But I have never it was thrown a, out artwork. Like I'm gonna tell somebody out, you know, like in front of a thousand people, the person I was critical with. Which daughter was it? I'm not talking about that part anymore. <laughs> Good night. But you know what it was, and it was it was helpful, is because like then we ended up laughing about it. But at the same time, how often do we laugh hmm. about things that do actually hurt people? Yeah. Or, or hurt ourselves. And 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 I started it out with saying like I'm even at times too critical on myself, which is actually really harmful. Yeah. I think a lot of people are, and we don't recognize that as unhealthy criticism. We get, we get so stuck in, you know, constructive criticism is healthy and good. And, but is it, is it, and which part of it is focused on growth and health versus a pride problem? Well, that laughing at it was a good point. I mean, even just as a approach for the next seven weeks, as we get into, uh, the different sins in our lives. I mean, we're going to be talking about greed. And one of the things I love most about Northgate is the way that we take away the, um, the negative connotation that money can bring, especially in a church. So even approaching these different sins and these different ways that uh, the enemy can cause us to fail by taking a different mindset of it, like laughing about our own pride, not uh, not excusing it, but trying to eradicate it, but also laughing about it and bringing it to light. Like that's the opposite of what the enemy wants for all of these sins. Like as we go through the next few weeks, even stopping and saying, how can I bring this to light? Maybe it means laughing at my own foolishness or little areas that are that I'm proud, but by exposing even the start of it, by letting some light and some truth in, even at the beginning of this and letting community in to speak into this, like you did with these stories, um, that's a huge next step, a huge start in breaking free these from these spiders that we're going to encounter. Yeah, and I think it's also important to define what actually is a spider and... Um, What's what a cobweb? Is, or just a representation. Like I, I had someone come up to me who was devastated because they actually felt like I'm the spider, like for people's lives, like because I do these things that you're talking about and I don't know how to stop. And like it, it was wrecking them. And I was, you know, kindly trying to say, hold on, like you're, you can't be the spider. Hmm. You're not the spider, but um, how is, you know, God going to do transform work through this Yeah, and, and where people go, what happened to you? You're different. Like mm-hmm. something changed. I, um, uh, uh, a friend, uh, there's a, a sushi restaurant we like <clears throat> across the ridge called Makuni's. Yeah. You, you eat there once or twice since they've opened. It's super good. <laughs> 
Come on. Best sushi in town. Oh my goodness. This podcast brought to you by Makunis. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> Blue card member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so the the owner, um, he decided a couple years ago, I'm going to change. I'm going to, ch- I believe that God can actually help me change who I am and who I am to other people. And he talked about how he used to have a really big anger problem and a huge pride problem. He was like firing people all the time and the, you know, stands were, were so high and he felt like that was just kind of the way. And it was like, everything was intense. And, and he kind of, you know, got that reputation as kind of like just a jerk, full of pride, owner of a business, you know, high standards and just was a slayer and not really somebody that you wanted to be friends with. And he really felt like God like pushed into him in these things and decided, I think I can actually change that with God and God can change that in me. And three years ago decided I'm going to be the kindest man ever. Like that was his, his new year's level. Like not like I'm going to be kind this year, but literally like the kindest man that ever lived. Hmm. And he leaned completely into that. And everyone around him doesn't know who he is anymore. But in like a beautiful, beautiful way. Yeah. Um, this last year, it was I'm gonna be the um, the um, most thankful person ever. Um, he did that. He talked about you know like he kind of joked and said, you know, Alan, when somebody would cut me off on the freeway, I'd be like, oh, thank you so much for not hitting my car. <laughs> but in like a, a rejoiceful, joyous, yeah. thankful way, rather than <clears throat> his typical reaction of stuff. And I know that's kind of like a dramatic and also you know crazy story there's there's much more to it but this year his gig is he's dreaming big i want to be the most compassionate man that ever lived hmm. like, what? what does that even look like yeah. you know <clears throat> what's your new year's resolution john <laughs> yeah good and you're grief. like i'd like to lose three pounds <laughs> and he's like i want to be the most compassionate man that ever lived but <laughs> isn't it crazy though if we actually like dream that big and lean into it when it yeah. comes to our pride or who we've been and said like, this is my identity. And I don't know if people can ever see the real me because this is just who I've come into. And I don't, I'm, you know, this per- I'm trapped, mm-hmm. which is the whole idea of pride, which is I'm totally shut in and everything else in my life is shut out. Yeah. Like I'm really unable to love like I want to love or even receive love. Like I want to receive love because this spider has gotten so big in my life and it's constantly, mm creating these, you know, wrecking ball of spider webs. Yeah. So interesting to see like what's going to come from this and this whole conversation over the next seven weeks or so, I think it is, um, to see what God's going to do with it. I'm excited to see the people that uh, are going to take next step in pursuit of God and like really get some freedom and some breakthrough and some testimony Mm -hmm. about that they haven't had. Yeah. Some people that haven't had in years and years and years. I mean, watching people pick up the This Changes Everything journal this last weekend. I mean, I don't know how many of you get. It looked like we had to get out like a hundred. Yeah. Of like, even people who've been around for, um, you know, longer than a weekend that were like, okay, God's moving right now. Mm-hmm. This is this is something I need to lean into because this is life change. Yeah. It, it, it might transform my home. Mm-hmm. You know? I love it. I could. Uh, I'm excited to see what's going to happen for that. And baptisms coming up February. Yeah, but I mean, like you know, going through this and being like, look how many spiders we killed, and now this is. Uh, I got to step into this place because with God, through God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. It's going to be a fun few weeks. Sorry, went on a little. No, I love it. But what this your, week, what was your takeaway though from the pride? Uh, I you know honestly, I'm excited for these seven weeks because. Um, I did, as much as I love it, I did very little uh, self-examination in 2018. I think I got so caught up in the stuff I was doing uh, and just life that was happening around me. It was a very busy year that I did little. You got married. I got married. I, you know, did a ton. Like, I mean, all the stuff that was happening at the church, we kicked off a new ministry, the Northgate Stories. So with all the stuff that we were doing this year, I... I did not do as much self-evaluation and looking into my own life. And, and that was such something that was really big for me for the, for the last few years before 2018, where that's what I did a lot of my time was journaling and, and looking into what God's doing. And 
So this year, I even realized it as we, as I was sitting there listening to this pride conversation, which has been one. I don't think you can be on a stage anywhere without people telling you you have a pride problem. So uh, <laughs> that's always been one that's been brought up to me many times. And as I was sitting there, I thought, man, I have not thought about me being a proud person in this whole year. Not to say that I haven't been a proud person, just to say. I haven't really thought about how I'm growing in different ways. So I'm excited to excavate a little bit. Proud that that's different than confidence. Exactly. Uh, Like arrogance. Yes. And you know, being a young musician many times I've been called an arrogant person. So it's something I've thought about. Maybe many times you have been. Yeah. It's something I've definitely had to think about. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, that one time that I, I talked to, I remember very vividly, I was on a hike with a friend and I had been recently called arrogant. It, it was more than usual in that little month area. And I, <laughs> so I remember we were on a hike and I said, Hey, am I, am I an arrogant person? Like it was a very close friend of mine and they, and I expected them to validate like, no, no, you're a misunderstood. I just can't believe you're exercising. Like you're on a hike. Yeah. That was years ago. <laughs> that was, that in itself was already like, wow. Yeah. Let that be the wow part. <laughs> And I remember, and they, they, they took the opportunity to be a good friend and to lean in and say, well, yeah, you, you actually are pretty arrogant in these areas. And that was a tough, uh, that was only like halfway in the hike. We still had to come back down the mountain. I'm done. I'm tired. You know what? I'm going to walk in front of you on this and you can go. I don't want to talk to you. So yeah. Public service (laughs) announcement though. John is actually going to be teaching in two weeks. Two weeks. On sloth. Yeah. It's not what you think. Oh, all right. I am going to bring a sloth out. Yeah, buddy. In some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Hey, that could be the big unveil, the big surprise. The sloth? Yeah. A live sloth? You never know. This is How would I game. go about getting a live sloth? Dude, anything's possible. I'm going to get on the phone with we the San done, Francisco Zoo. We have done crazier things. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens. Now people are going to be like, I'm getting pumped to pet a sloth. <laughs> Most attendance ever uh, because we brought a lot. We won't slot. have to worry about it escaping. Oh yeah, you'll catch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, per- let's get let's get into there's pride. Your, there's your PSA. So you, you, I remember talking to you on Saturday. You were really excited. You had a different passage that you didn't even bring up in the message. You had a whole other uh, biblical narrative that you wanted to break down, even in this podcast. So start it off. Kick us off. Yeah. So there's another story that we could have just really lived in the whole conversation about pride to follow one person from a story uh, in the Bible it's from second Chronicles. It's in chapter 26. I even encourage you if you wanted to take some time this week, read the uprising um, and the reign of King um, Uzziah and then really the fall of him because of his pride. Mm. So um, some background facts about him is he, he became king in Jerusalem at, tw- at 16 years old and then co-reigned with his father uh, for quite a few years until he was 39. And that's when kind of everything shifted. He ended up doing 52 years as the king and um, he built uh, a ton of things. He, he brought God back into Jerusalem. People were so excited about that. He, um, it says that he built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate. And it says that he uh, also built wells, uh, created him systems, had people working in the fields. He was uh, had a well-trained army. Um, he had um, he had grown uh, uh, a group of over three hundred thousand men trained for war. So he had built this from nothing. Um, that he had uh, provided them things to use for it. And it says in verse fifteen that his fame spread far and wide for he was greatly helped. And this was all something that he did with God. And so it talked about how God had blessed him and God was using him and he was a humble king and he was gracious and really leaned into the Lord. Hmm. And then in um, the end of verse 15, he became very powerful. So he was known. So he became infamous. He was, you know, people loved him. They supported him. Um, he was a good king, and he was greatly helped and became powerful. And in verse 16, it says, But after Uzziah became powerful, his pride led to his downfall. Hmm. And he was unfaithful to the Lord and entered the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. And then everything changed. Hmm. 
So essentially he decided now, look at me, look at what I've yeah. done. I'm powerful. I'm older. I have all this respect. I'm essentially a God and I can do everyone's job and other yeah. people's job. Find them now at the altar burning incense. And a priest comes yeah. in and says, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing, bro? Like that's a priest's job. Yeah. That's not your job. And he went rage on them. It says specifically that he, uh, let's see. While he had an incense in his hand, he became angry while he was raging at the priests in their presence before the incense of the altar of the Lord's temple, leprosy broke out on his forehead. The chief priest and all the other priests looked at him and saw that he had leprosy on his forehead. So they hurried him out. Indeed, he himself was eager to leave because the Lord had afflicted him. He had leprosy until the day he died. He lived in a separate house, leprous and banned from the temple of the Lord. His son had the charge of the place and governed the people of the land. The other events of his life reign from beginning to end are recorded by the prophet Isaiah. And then he rested in there until he died and separated from his family because he was unwilling to repent from his proud spirit and his pride of who he was Yeah, and to change. So it's like a handful of like of the same concepts yeah. we get out of, um, of that story. We yeah. could have like kind of followed that storyline. A lot like, of the points you gave on mm -hmm. Sunday were like how you identify. Yeah. It. Same I mean, we thing. see right there pride distance ourselves between you and God mm -hmm. and it distance yourself from others Yeah, because it's exactly what happened. He yeah. completely distanced from God. He got distanced from others and ultimately his family he didn't have family anymore and wasn't able to um, do those things because he was so stinking proud. Yeah. And then, you know, was sickly. Yeah. Just alienated himself completely. Yeah. I mean, not just sickly physically, but I mean, you can imagine sickly mm. mentally and um, spiritually. Yeah. And it's, it's much deeper than that, how it affects you. I mean, mm. that was the, you, you can almost look at that as that was the, um, the outer appearance of what was happening on the inside. Yeah. Well, what you said, you said, you uh, said when we were first talking about this series, even you said the, uh, pride is the reason you started off this whole series with pride is it's it can it's the root of so many what you said is the carbon monoxide of of the seven deadly sins sure. and even as you're telling it's the sneaky one yeah you're telling a story like look at the other things that came out of his pride what other sins came out of that because right. he first succumbed to that like he then got angry as he's burning the incense and he's you know all right. this other stuff in the story so it's one of the things that we didn't talk about I mean. We didn't talk about that pride keeps us from wise counsel. Mm -hmm. There he has wise counsel. And how often do we have wise counsel that we're unwilling to listen to? You know, I mean, you see it from young generations and older generations, you know, um, that aren't willing to listen to wise counsel or to yeah. gather counsel because they feel like, you know, they're so proud and puffed up um, and want to be a know-it-all. Yeah. Um, well, I think even older generations, I, I'm not trying to bash that because I'm young, but the the older people in my life that have spoken to me and been good, wise counsel for me, there's no way that I would be wise counsel for them because they would look at me as, well, you're the young one. You're, you're here to learn right now. Learn under me. Yeah. And in a sense, that's also a form of pride that they're not, it's a blind spot of theirs they're not aware of. 60, 70-year-olds that don't want to take... Um, wise counselor yeah. from from wise people. Don't yeah. even call it an age thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Who, who who is wise and has wisdom? I mean, extremely humbling mm -hmm. that you and I and others have the opportunity to lead. Anywhere you lead, you are given a mantle, a stage, and the responsibility of wise counsel. Yeah, and if you don't take that. Um, seriously, that can be extremely damaging, mm -hmm. but um, people aren't going to follow you or you're going to be unwilling to follow other people if your pride gets in the way, mm. which can keep you from, you know, having some transformative moments in your life. It can keep you from uh, um, promotions. It can keep you from um, a restorative marriage and relationship. Mm. It can keep you from having a relationship with your, with your kid. Yeah. I mean, like, you can look at a young kid uh, talking to their parents about another sibling and saying, you should just do this. This is what you need to do. How many times have you heard those oh, types yeah. of conversations? Yeah. 
and the pride of a parent listening to their kid about how to parent. Yeah. Um, you can miss out. I mean, like you can give so many examples on that. Um, because you feel like you're an odal. Even even that, that relationship with your parents. I mean, there comes a point with your parents where the relationship has to switch. You get older. Some people are in that right now where your child is 20s. They're like the, the relationship, you're not the advice giver as, or the, the father figure as much. Now you're the advice giver. You're the counsel. But I, I mean, even my own relationship with my father, it took a time for the pride thing to get out of the way where he, and it's not, not to bash a father. It's a hard thing. I would assume I'm not a dad, but I imagine it's a hard thing to, to make that switch where you're saying, Oh, you're, you're a man. Now I actually can't just sit here and discipline you. Now we're going to have a give and take relationship where you're bringing something to the table. And I remember me and my father, that was a really hard switch for us. We've gotten there where we can now have that conversation, but it, it, it was very difficult. Well, that's what happened with King Uzziah. Yeah. Uh, they came and said, you, you can't do that. It doesn't matter that you're king. That's not your job. Mm. Uh, it's not what you've been appointed to do. That's yeah. the job of the priest specifically. And God's not going to honor that. He doesn't see honor in that, that you've come in and because of your pride now taken something that you think is yours and it's, it's not being and, responsible for bringing this into the to the well, city. Well, that was all somebody that. who was the least the yeah. least than the the king in all reality, yeah. as far as authority goes. I mean, there was some separation because mm-hmm. you know the the way the priests were seen and known, and pride causes us to have like a negative response to any kind of correction. Yeah. I mean, like that's what happens to people. Like it's us in most, oftentimes, like a a lot of trouble is because. Anytime someone tries to correct us, you know, we get so defensive, mm. you know, you and I talked about this. We try to like justify it just like you talked about <laughs> yeah. your, your, your walk and, um, or, or we blame it on something, mm. you know, like how often is, is that actually the, the way that our pride is, um, manifests itself mm-hmm. is blame. I mean, when it's like, you know that you you've like you're like man why won't you just own it how many conversations you, there's certain people that you know and that's actually how their pride is is being manifested is that they're always blaming something anything everything yeah. on something and you're just staring at them being like oh, how how come you just can't own this you're never going to grow from this you're never going to become humble from this experience you're Never be gonna become greater from this experience because you don't own anything, mm. you know. Yeah, totally. I mean, and it gets extreme too. Like, oh man, you didn't pay your bill in time. Well, that's the bank's fault. There wasn't money in the bank. Yeah. Well, that's the employer's fault. They didn't pay me. It's tough too. I mean, like, it's not. It's not a a thing. Pride is not a thing you can conquer once and feel like it's oh, at least not in my experience. Like totally. it just keeps creeping up. I mean, even in those situations where I did succeed and and own it and and say no, I I don't want to be a proud person. I will. Uh, you you mentioned in the message. I will come to the table of reconciliation. I'll I'll make myself a little lower and just apologize. Even even though it wasn't my fault. I don't care. I'm gonna be humble here. And then there's so many other times where. You know what? No, I am gonna pick this battle. I'm gonna fight this because I, 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 this is not fair to me, and it's wrong. And if every situation that we went into, we address that spider of pride every yeah. single time, yeah, what would our lives look like? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it just reminded me something I loved from this weekend. I walk out, and there's a, a couple that's been coming here for probably six months now, and their family, and uh, I've gotten to know them, and they were hugging each other. And so I walked up because I just walked out, and I was like, "Oh, family hug!" And I put my arm kind of around both of them, and they're like, "Oh," and they're like, "I was like, oh, how are you guys doing?" And they're like, "Oh, we're better now. We we we've been going at it. We had quite a bit of fight, and we just figured we'd initiate, so we fight each other for who's gonna initiate like reconciliation. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, and I was like, "Oh, that was so awesome." <laughs> yeah, that just reminded yeah. me of, of that little piece because yeah. like literally right there, I was like, "I'll take that. That's awesome. Man. Yeah, your day's better already." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, totally. yes, it's a daily thing. It's a weekly thing. And it, you know, you got to notice it when it comes out and then you can't just clear the cobwebs. You have to continue to smash the spider. You have to eradicate mm. it. You have to get rid of it. And so we, we talked about it in like some brief ways and some really generic topics, which was humility. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Jesus was humble. One thing that we didn't really get to get into was like, actionable things Hmm. 
um, because I ended because it was, yeah, it's just so short. You get 25 minutes. Yeah, it's just so short. So it was more of like, let's continue to digest and still, you know, play doctor mm-hmm. and figure out what the thing is and how it comes out so you can recognize it, call it out, tell it no, but how is it actionable? So really the, the piece or the idea was humility. Yeah. So you've played sports. I have. You're an athlete. Hard to believe. I'm a, <laughs> I am. So, so humility, the whole concept is low. Like Jesus went yeah. lower. He, he didn't need to go underneath. Uh, he continued to make himself lower and lower. And it was like a, a big game of how low can you go? And so often people um, correlate getting low or going underneath someone as a status change of weak, mm-hmm. um, not arrived. And yeah. you know, the, the world tells us, you know, build up more and more, which that's all, that's all good. It's fine and good. Like there's pieces of that. That's, you know, congratulations. It's really great. We should continue to learn. We should continue to get better. We can, should continue to be res- more responsible, um, but with more responsibility um, and more becomes more responsibility mm-hmm. and um, how we own that isn't really important. But so what, what sports you played? I was a uh, basketball, baseball, whole life. I know. Whole life. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen. I haven't had much life. Of those. <laughs> I've been around for a couple of years of your life. <laughs> I I haven't played basketball. I've been actually. I finally found a league in Benicia to play in, and turns out they play on Sunday mornings at oh. eight a.m. Yeah, can't make that one. No. no, I got to play basketball over the holiday right before New Year. I went visit some family in Arizona, and man, it was great. I'm so out of shape. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. So anyway. <laughs> So I wrestled, played football, did that kind of stuff. So a concept in just about just about every sport mm-hmm. uh, or a sport where you're dealing with other people in competition where you're going to be a, kind of like a one-on-one scenario playing defense, offense, etc. Or even, even in baseball, you have to be low to get the, in the infield. If you're it's up, exactly it's going to go doing. through your legs. So that's what they you know, you, you have these drills when you're in football of like, you know, you run through a shoot is what mm. it's called. And uh, it's to make sure you stay low because if you're not, you're going to bang your head. Yeah. And so it's showing you and because ultimately going low and the lower you are, you have leverage mm-hmm. um, to be successful um, in either defense or offense mm. is how you're successful. Yeah. You can be offensively successful by getting lower than another guy, even in basketball. Yeah. You get low and somebody else. Well, is the idea of up. boxing out for a rebound, you get lower, but you put your body into them. You're boxing them out by going low. Right. And that's how you. Yeah. What about getting low with offense? That that is well, I guess that I would consider that offense. I'm thinking offensive rebound, but yeah, same thing. But I mean, even to score, so to go up and score a layup, it's you're not standing straight up tall no. to go around somebody. You've dipped down low. You're getting underneath them mm-hmm. um, to become offensive, right? Yeah. Same thing in football. You know, like the line you see that or running backs getting low or to take on a hit. So you can take all those things of humility and its greatness is actually getting low because of the leverage that it gives you. So what are some ways specifically that we could maybe live out? Well, even the idea of getting low defensively, um, they teach you in baseball the reason you get low. Like If I'm playing second base, I played second base for many years. You get low because even if the ball, the grounder that's coming at you, if you don't clean cleanly field it, it's going to bounce off your chest. It's going to hit your leg. You're bigger when you're lower. The same concept in basketball and defense. You're bigger when you're lower. You're, they're not going to go around you as easily. You're, you're able to move quicker because your leg's already bent. By getting low in our lives, what are we able to stop? What are we able to defend against if this pride baseball grounder is coming at us? By getting lower, humbling ourselves, we're able to stop it quicker. Right. Well, and I'm also just trying to use that analogy too to show you that so often we can take humility or getting low as a weakness. Yeah. It's not no, something yeah. that's successful. It's not cool to get low on defense. Yeah. And people are like, <laughs> oh, you're so humble, you know, and like, oh, humility's gross. And, you know, what does that look like? And so here's a couple things that, you know, maybe we can discuss a little bit, but giving God all the credit for all your successes. Mm is a way for you to stay humble. Yeah. Uh, it's a consistent way for you to stay humble. And often when you give God credit for all of your successes, um, you find that you actually have more success and more opportunity 
um, because you're walking through things with open hands. I don't know if you have specific examples. I mean, yeah. and I'm not just talking about the examples of, you know, like the, the team that just won, you know, a game that's like, yeah. Hey, first and foremost, I think I'm no, no. Yeah. Super great. It's really good here. Here's an example actually from last night. Well, here, I don't know when you're listening to this, this last weekend playoff football game. It was the bears and the, your man's team, the Eagles. Jer, oh yeah. Jer, Jer Bear. Jer Bear. Philly. Yeah. He was pumped, right? End of the game ends with a game winning opportunity. Ten seconds left in the line. Kicker is kicking a field goal. Kicks it, makes it, but there's a timeout, so now he's iced. He's missed games early in the season. Kicks again to win it. This is to win the game, to send the Bears into the next round. You know, come back, here we go. Kicks it. And it was a double bouncer. Mm. It was a, it hit one upright and then went through the middle crossbar, hit that, and then didn't go through. Mm. Dude still stopped, pointed up to God, right? That was a blame, probably. Then, <laughs> no, then you did this then to me. Then still went and prayed at the 50, 50 yard line mm. and then went in through all these booze, right? Yeah. Stayed low, gave God credit for all of his successes. He didn't successfully win the game and make that field goal, but he was out there yeah, and gave God credit for all his successes that he even got to be out there. Now you can go and argue and say, you know, he actually scored the most points yeah. more than the entire offense that game because he had made three other field goals during the game yeah, uh, and, and was the top scorer. And now it's come down to him to have to win the game and he didn't. But still did that, still prayed, still honored him just for the opportunities that he's been given. Um, and that wasn't even considered a success, which probably may very well be one of the lowest moments in his life, especially the way that the world is attacking him mm -hmm. and putting blame and weight on him. He still is getting low right there. And I think that's what's going to get him through this. Well, success might not look like what we want it to be. Well, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. I'm agreeing. The, 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 the success wasn't always the way the world sees it is yeah. now it would have been great hero too. still going to point up to the sky yeah. like he normally does and say thank you god for this opportunity that i get to come out here i get to play a game that i love i'm using a gift that you've given me i know it's like a far stretched again example i'm trying to give something that a bunch of people can connect with and yeah now we're going to get that email we're not getting pictures of the elf that's going to be hate mail about the bears practically we don't have to <laughs> use this story i can cut it out a way that, uh, practically a way that I've seen. You don't have to cut it out. A different success. I don't know how specific I want to be. That's why. Oh. Practically a way that I've seen success. Is this going to be on like the after podcast podcast? The B roll the podcast. Secret podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, think about think about this. Uh, last year we were. This is a financial success in its own way. A weird thing. Um, by, I, I had a successful summer with some different side hustles I was doing and was able to save up a little that bit of money. right there already sounds super fun. No, it sounds shady. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying not to talk too much. Side hustles. Not crazy successful, but for a newlywed <laughs> couple paying off a wedding, we were still able to save some money because of some hard work on some other things in the summer. And there you go. Hard work is what I was talking about. Grind. Yeah, I was grinding. And, uh, at the, in the fall, the summer's over. I've done my thing. That's done. Made the money. Put it in the savings account. I was doing a, a talk for Rooted, the money talk. If you haven't gone through Rooted, go through Rooted. And I'm about to present on money. And I feel God saying to me, you've been tithing, you've been giving, but you haven't given above and beyond off of your savings account. And I... Off of your hustle, your side grind. Well, I've already tithed off the side grind, uh -huh. but now for the first time, I'm in a position to give generously, not mm -hmm. just tithing. I have an amount of money, and I felt God saying, why don't you go above and beyond? Give a gift. Give a big gift. Do something. Mm -hmm. For me, a big gift. And I was pissed. I was like, no, I'm not. I've already given to you, but I chose to do that, and I... I've mentioned many times when I've talked that I've never had that return on tithing. I've never seen God give me a check in the mailbox. He's never given me money back. Um, but I remember in that moment, the wrestling, 30 minutes goes by and I decide, all right, fine, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give whatever I settle in my own mind, what I believe God wants me to give. At that exact moment, get an email uh, and a call from my wife saying, we just won a free trip that was w worth way more than the amount of money that I give. Granted, I didn't get money back. I did not win. I did not get anything back that could future my financial portfolio. 
but a free vacation, a success in its own way, saying that God's saying, hey, you are faithful to me. Here's a reward. And then quickly to say to everybody around me, this does not look like the normal story you're going to hear for how God blesses your generosity. But God still blessed my generosity in this weird way. Let's poke at your story a little bit. So you, you just multiple times now made a comment of, I've never, you know, God, God's never given me money, never sent me a check, and those things. Well, if you're thanking God for everything that he gives you. Oh, he's given me everything. He always is giving you <laughs> always. money. Yes. He's always <laughs> handing you things. Is this your way of wanting me to thank you for my paycheck again? No. Larry, I'm no, thankful. No, no, no. <laughs> No, 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 but that—that's even a I agree. prideful. Yeah. All right. We're no, yeah, a bit. yeah. A prideful thought or response would be like, "Well, you know, you haven't done the little, you know, magic, majestic miracle." Yeah, thing I didn't walk out to the story. mailbox and find that check for my electricity bill. Yeah, part of it is just stopping. That's the humble part yeah. and the getting low part, and then receiving that stuff really and being like, "Well, <clears throat> you know, like it sounds to some people, it's like, oh, this is so lame," but it's like everything, everything. Thinking him in everything. I mean, was it was it Paul who said, "In him we move, we breathe, and have our everything." Everything. I mean, yeah. you could get in your car and be like, "Thank you that I have a car." I've thank got you gas. That the heater works. Yeah, yeah. I got gas. Thank you. There's a gas station for me to get. I mean, it could sound obnoxious, but sometimes we actually have to combat our own pride mm. to put us in the right place to be successful, to have the right heart, so that way those spiders don't get so big and wreck our lives, um, rather than you know just living in an entitled yeah. space. And it's not to be, you know, hardcore and it's not to be so extreme, but for some of us, we have to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like a, a person who struggles with addiction. Yeah. Depending um, on yeah. how bad it is, you know, sometimes it's like, hey, I need you to help me week by week. A mindset change week week. takes extreme action. Yeah. Like, and then you it goes need from to week that. to week from like, God, I need your help day to day. Yeah. God, I need your help from minute to minute. I don't yeah. know how I'm going to get through the next few seconds mm-hmm. without having to really fight this thing. So yeah. I need you to show up here. And it shows up through things like saying like, okay, I'm going to walk through everything like this. I'm going to walk outside my place that I'm living at that I'm upset with and say, thank you that I have a place that I'm living at. Yeah. Walk out here. Thank you that I live in this community. Mm. Thank you that I have a car. Thank you that I have a job to go to. Thank you that I'm wearing clothes. I mean, those are like the, that's how you have to compat, you yeah. know, go to combat and get lower, Yeah. you know, to really fight through that and be offensive to those things that are attacking you. And not everybody has to go to those extremes because they're not there. But when you find yourself there, you got to go to war. Well, think about that mindset shift over time when the unpredictable things happen and you don't, if, if everything I'm able to buy for myself is mine, like for instance, I wanted me and my wife were talking about getting a house this coming year. And we decided the right move was to wait if everything that I had was mine and I wasn't relying on God to buy a house, then that's a pretty huge setback. But to say, God, you're going to get us a house at the right time because you're the one that's working this through. Think about in your own possessions. When when your car breaks down, you're, you know, you're devastated because it was yours and you worked hard. Oh no, God, you, you know, you got me this car. So it broke down. You've got a you're going to get me another car. You're going to work through somebody. I'm going to have rides this week. I'm going to have Yeah, and even to outside out. of possessions, you can go to, yeah. man, thank you that I have a friend that actually cares. Mm. Even though they said something I didn't want to hear or we're in a, like a little tiff, thank you that I have a friend. Thank you that I, you know, me and my spouse are fighting. You know, maybe you're fighting or whatever. Mm. Thank you that I, I have, have somebody that actually loves me, <laughs> even though I don't think they like me right now. Yeah. I don't like them but that there's love and there's companionship and that there's someone to do this with me. Thank you that I have kid. I can't stand my kid right now. Hmm. My kid is devastating me, the decisions they're making, but thank you that you've blessed me with the opportunity to speak into another life. Mm-hmm. And wow, how humbling and honoring it is to be responsible, man. I might totally be screwing this up. Thank you for giving me strength um, to, to work at being better. I mean, out of possessions, just get it to the opportunities and the things around. So that's one, right? Yeah. Um, the other one that I was just going to mention that we can discuss is selflessly serving others mm. or serving others selflessly. Yeah. And it could go through a gamut of things. Yes. We could talk about being on a change maker team and working and serving at church. <clears throat> that's all great. I did that. <clears throat> there you go. Come on. Got it. Oh, Where's the, where's the jar? Put a dollar in. <laughs> Someone's actually going to type in me like, well, I actually counted 17. <laughs> I'm going to get rich off of, off of your mannerisms this year. Come on. Come on. Come on. 
So good. <laughs> so, um, serving others selflessly, it could go through, um, you know, like you talked about, you know, your wife finding ways to serve her selflessly, mm-hmm. not thinking I'm going to get something out of this. Yeah. Um, finding out what their love language is, mm-hmm. doing the dishes when you don't normally do the dishes, picking up things when you don't normally pick things up, going and running an errand that normally they typically do, or they're going to do. And you just did it. Cause you want to go and buy and filling up gas. Like it's, you can think of a ton of things you could do it with at work. Well, how, how am I going to do that at work and show up early and do something nice? We've well, been poking at your conversation on Sunday saying thank you that's selflessly serving somebody a compliment a compliment to somebody telling your kids you love them telling so many people are words of affirmation that's all they're begging to hear Mm -hmm. they don't need anything else and it's crazy how such a simple free thing we can't seem to give Hmm. it costs us nothing except our pride Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) but like so, well, how do, what do you mean serve somebody at work? Figure out that that could be a great thing for you this week of getting low and serving somebody at work where normally it's a pride thing of like, I don't need to do that or I don't need to do that for this person, you know, um, uh, and serve them. Yeah. Get them, pick up somebody. I, it was, it's funny. Um, I made somebody's day the other week. My, my, um, my daughter and I, we went to Starbucks on Sunday morning before we came here real early and showed up and I had an extra one. Me and Maddie were walking through. I saw a volunteer that was there and I said, Hey, do you like this type of coffee? Like, Oh yeah, that's really good coffee. And I said, here, got you one. Like made their day. Yeah. They were happy as a clam. I wasn't trying to be like, all right, I'm going to be so intentional with this. What I was intentional. New pastor has to bribe the volunteers. No, but what I was intentional about was just finding someone to give something Mm -hmm. to, which was selflessly serving someone else, not to get accolades myself of like, wow, you're so awesome. And so special. It was, just purely a selfless, yeah. Hey, this is good. It's yeah. coffee. Give me a break. If it makes your day awesome, if it doesn't, no worries. Like I'm not Absolutely. looking for anything out of it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be buying. It doesn't have to be the words of affirmation. Whatever it is, it's it's something different for each person. I mean, even a coworker. Maybe hey, you want to go to lunch today? Someone you haven't invited to lunch before or in a while. But the hesitance, I think, is well, that kills pride. So for me, that yeah. kills pride in me. Yeah. That'll help continually kill pride in me. The other thing is too, is like, I like buying people lunch and stuff. I have to kill pride in me sometimes by letting other people buy me lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but don't, don't be discouraged. And it, it, sadly is, is the world that we live in today. Like killing pride is not something many people are going to talk about in the business world or wherever. But I know that I've done things for people and their response did not match my expectations. And I was even that's even pride in my own life. Like I'm going to do this for somebody and they're going to love me for it. Like I might get this gift for somebody. I'm going to take this person to lunch or, or whatever it is. And then their response, probably because they were so overwhelmed that I would be kind to them or do something for somebody else. What does that say about me? But, uh, and then their response wasn't what I wanted and they didn't bow at my feet. They didn't kiss my feet and tell me how amazing I was. My, my wife calls it foreplay all day. <laughs> you know, cause that's, that's let's how censor you, this. Hold on, hold. No, on. I mean that's she's the one who said. It. I mean, she's even said in front of people at the church. It's just what it is when you want to talk about a healthy relationship. There's a selfless act of service that's in the midst of things that makes for healthy relation. Why is this suddenly like, oh, this is awkward for you? It's not for me. I'm all good. Yeah, no, it's not awkward for you. I just don't want I mean, to think you know, about you and your wife. Four, oh, come on. I'm talking about <laughs> foreplay all day. Doesn't You don't do it necessarily to get something else. Foreplay I mean, all day equals... it. Well, I mean, you'd like it to all right, more all night. often than night. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But, but there is... <laughs> huge that is that is a selfless service yeah totally if you can have foreplay all day and uh you know (laughs) (laughs) oh i love it (sighs) hey hey, our viewership just went up yep like whoa 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 what are we talking about this is the most listened to podcast ever give me the life hacks next week all right all night on here (laughs) let's hear from you michelle We should do. We should have our wives do a review of our podcast review. That means I have to get my wife to listen to my podcast. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. 
this is one she's gonna my wife will be like you guys do a podcast this week nope nope i'm gonna get a text from my wife saying i do listen to your podcast how dare you (laughs) let's let's make an over under on if we hear anything from either of us oh okay yeah they're not saying i mean we can't even get people to send elf on the shelf you cannot text your wife and say you were doing the podcast today deal and i won't tell mine well, did they watch the social media? I think uh, ah, Vito yeah. wasn't here. Well, let's just see what happens. The other wife does what? Yeah, let's just see what happens. You know, if my wife asked me what I did today, I'll say I podcast. You yeah. know, it's a Monday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Moving well, on. Moving on. <laughs> selflessly serving, serving others selflessly, getting low, and um, giving God credit for all of our yeah. successes. Mm-hmm. And we, we went a little further than giving God credit for all of our successes. And we just started talking about all of our stuff. Just credit for everything. everything. Yeah. But especially the pride part, I think, connects mm. so much more to successes. Yeah. Because it's, by the way, I worked my tail off for this success. Yeah. I was even thinking about Jesus's life. And, and one of the things I've, I've thought about, I don't know if other people have thought about this. I thought about the example Jesus was, and I think about... Uh, the way that he lived, but then you you wrap in 100% God, 100% man. So what he did, he still did what he wanted to do. He happened to be God, so it was right. But that wasn't actually true for him. And I've been thinking about this in this pride issue. He humbled himself to do exactly what the Father told him to do. Like even Jesus himself, God himself wrapped in flesh, still did not do what everyone, he still gave credit to the Father, to God, for everything that happened. Like God himself still gave credit to God for everything that happened. And mm. yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that doesn't need any more explanation. But that was deep, though. Yeah, that was deep. Oof, deep cut. Let's end on that deep note. <laughs> yeah, we've gone long today. This next weekend. Next gonna, weekend, talking about greed. Yeah. Don't don't make that keep you away because you're like, oh, I don't know. Not another that. money talk. It's not. It's not yeah. even about that. Not a money talk. Uh-uh, we're greedy with way more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we are. I'm looking forward to hearing about what ways we're greedy. Ooh, it's going to be good. Yeah. Kill the spider, friends. Kill the spider. So thankful that you were joining us. Uh, even more thankful if you stuck through to the end. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you are, too, because you got some meat. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Or, or you got some uh, like blackmail or something. Yeah, there's something in there. Uh, <laughs> now the comment's going to be like, foreplay all day. Foreplay all day, PLD. <laughs> that PLD, he's all about that foreplay all day. Come on. Uh, so thankful. Uh, if, you, <laughs> if you've enjoyed this podcast, if you've gotten something out of it, please, so please share it with your friends. Share with your family. How awesome would it be to listen with other people and to discuss on your own about the things that have been discussed here? So, uh, like I said at the beginning, if you missed any of the messages or you want to go back into the archives of the podcast, uh, you can find all of that through the Northgate app, and you can find that on our YouTube channel. So uh, we look forward to seeing you this next Sunday. Check out our stories, too. This last week, going to have a killer story. Killer story. On that note, love you. Love you. Peace. Talk to you later. Peace.